Hour number two, Darren Donick and Chase, ESPN 1025, the game, streaming on the Game Nashville app. How's it going? Chase McCabe live at Pete and Terry's Tavern at Bridgestone Arena. Predators and Blackhawks tonight will have pregame coverage at 6 o'clock for you. Uh, it is one of those days, and uh, as we call in the business, uh, one of those days a monkey could do a show because so much news coming out. We say hello to Ryan Porth. Hello. Preds Insiders and our program director. Uh, we had a lot to talk about last night, and I think we have even more to talk about today. Well, we didn't even discuss a Roman Yossi contract no, uh, extension or new contract, however you want to put it. We didn't even discuss that last night. I think that's the first Preds Insiders all season that we didn't have an in-depth conversation about a, a possible Roman Yossi contract, but all things are headed towards yeah. the announcement at 1130 being Roman Yossi signing his new deal, and this is just a no-brainer for both sides. I mean, Roman Yossi wanted to stay here. The Predators wanted to keep Roman Yossi long-term, and we heard all these reports in the last, let's say, month saying that negotiations had hit a snag. But at the end of the day, this is, this is what David Poyle needed to do. And Roman Yossi had most of the leverage in this negotiation, or Roman Yossi's agent. Sure. Um, he had most of the, the leverage in this because he's the captain. You, you can't afford to let him get close to hitting the market. And David Poyle had to pay the guy. And it looks like he had to give him a no-movement clause as well, according to reports from people like Pierre LeBron and Elliot Friedman, who are very well connected, obviously. Calling it eight years north of $9 million, a full no-move clause is what's being reported. Again, 1130 is the press conference. You can hear it uh, right here on ESPN 1025 The Game. Everything happens in threes, it seems. So the Predators uh, recalled Colin Blackwell, and then it's just come out uh, with morning skate, uh, morning skate, skate, if I can spit that out. Wrapping up, Matt Duchesne will be back in the lineup tonight for the Nashville Predators. That is big when you play a, a rivalry like the Chicago Blackhawks. So Duchesne back in. Yeah, the good news just keeps rolling in. Duchesne missing the last couple games, and it looked like he was close to coming back Saturday night against Tampa. Uh, actually, he just missed that game. He left Thursday night's game against Minnesota early, uh, did not play in the third period. Obviously good news for the Preds to get Matt, Matt Duchesne back in the lineup tonight. And, look, once Philip Forsberg draws back into the lineup, I don't know if he will tonight. I think Colin Blackwell coming up from Milwaukee yeah. signals that Forsberg might still be a gamer two away from returning. With Duchesne, like, with Forsberg, if they're not 100%, it's October. Yeah, yes, just hold it's, out. It, it's a rivalry game tonight against Chicago, but it's October. There's no use in, in rushing these guys back. So if Duchesne is 100%, then no use in keeping him out. But if Forsberg is not 100%, no use in putting him back in the lineup before he's 100%. Well, I saw yesterday, you know, he did practice. He spoke to the media after practice. Uh, and I saw the clip on News Channel 5 of him. Uh, you know, he was asked, so, you know, when are you going to be able to come back? And he goes, you know, I can't tell you that. <laughs> kind of laughed it off. But mm -hmm. I, the fact that he's speaking, the fact that he's skating, that sh tells you that he's close, but it may just not be tonight. Could be by week's end, but we're just speculating. Uh, again, the big news will be Roman Yossi, that – contract announcement so i want to get your thoughts on this and david poyle is going to join us at twelve fifteen, and and i'll be able to ask him these questions too but now that this is done mm -hmm. and he has the price he knows how much he's going to have to pay him he can start looking at the salary cap for next year because that's when the contract kicks in 
he's making four million now, and you're going to add five and a half, five point two five, somewhere in that range. Five and change. Five and change to the four million. You know that you have Craig Smith that's a UFA. Mm-hmm. Mikhail Granlin is a UFA. Mm-hmm. Austin Watson is a UFA. Dan Hamus. You, you have some others as well. So it's it's not like you're going to be hurting for cap room. You're going to be able to re-sign some of these guys, but what is the priority list in your mind, or does he even have one yet? Well, I don't think that is determined just yet, if I'm being completely honest, yeah. because the cap, the, the cap number for next sure. year is not determined. And where that cap number lies going into the 2020-2021 season, I think determines whether or not you can afford to re-sign someone like Mikhail Granlund or Craig Smith or Austin Watson. The other layer to this is we've heard guys like Elliot Friedman, Pierre Lebrun talk about how, and Bob McKenzie talk about how Kyle Turris was in trade talks this past offseason and that they wouldn't expect anything for Kyle Turris in right. season, especially with the way Kyle Turris is playing. But I do think you have to look at a contract like that potentially being moved in the offseason to free up some cap space for Yossi's extension, for someone like a Craig Smith or Mikhail Granlund, depending on what that priority list is going into the offseason. So there are a lot of different dominoes to be to drop yeah. here in the next uh, you know five, six months, but we're not going to know those until after the season, I would assume, because the cap number has to be figured out, and David Poyle has to kind of figure out which direction he's going to go with not only Kyle Turris but Granlin Smith as well. Yeah, and I kind of look at it right now. Now, again, if Kyle Turris were to be traded, which right now he's playing well. I mean, mm-hmm. that that's the that's the problem is that you don't really have a good spot for him. He has a big cap, cap number, but he's playing well. He's, he's taking the minutes that's given to him, and he's making the most of it. So, you know, you're kind of in that situation of, well, I don't really want to trade a player like that, especially with the injuries that – that you've had so they're faced with that but mikhail grandlin craig smith right now as it stands i think you can sign one but i don't think you can sign uh, i don't think you have to sign either of them right now no you, but you, i'm just you saying you don't need to make a determination on either one until after the season if i'm being completely honest i think you and if i'm david Poyle, i don't do anything with them until after the season yeah because you want them to be motivated all season long for that next contract as both of them would hit unrestricted free agency on July 1 if neither are signed before then. So I'm letting those two kind of play it out. I was not going to let that happen with Roman Yossi. No, Roman Yossi, no, you no, know no, what no. you have with him. You you don't want to – you weren't going to want to let this get to midseason, to the all-star break, to the trade deadline without him having a contract, especially with there being as much mutual interest as there has been and keeping Roman Yossi and him staying here long-term in Nashville. I think the interesting layer to this long-term is, okay, this is, this cap hit is going to be north of $9 million. You've got Philip Forsberg in a couple years. You've got Matthias Ekholm in a couple years. You would assume David Poyle wants to keep those You'll individuals. You'll have Forsberg and Ekholm at the same time. Long-term, correct. You can give them an extension starting July 1 of 2021. So what is the dynamic looking like at that point? Where does the, the salary cap stand at that point? And can you keep those guys long-term? I think you would have to unload Kyle Terrace's contract at well, that point. here's Nick, what helps you. Nick Benino will be gone. It does help. And Pecorine 
Pecorino. could potentially uh, be gone at that point. He may be retired. He could be signing another contract at sure. that point. We don't know. And same with Benino. But, I say he'll be gone, but that contract would be up, I mean. But Ekholm and Forsberg, I think those are the next two that you're looking at as long-term, long contracts for David Poyle to sign, but we're still a couple years away from that. How he kind of shuffles the deck between now and then could determine how well he can uh, pull that off. Well, and there's something else, too, that, that we didn't even mention that happens before that. Dante Fabro will be a restricted free agent. He's going to get a raise. It's just well, a, yeah. if things continue the way they're going, now, you know, I don't know how much that raise is going to be, but it, it does factor in. You will lose a player to the expansion draft. Uh, Callie Arncroke's contract will be up the same time as, as Ekholm and Forsberg. So it's a long way off. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. We, we, especially you and I, we always are like, well, what if this happens mm-hmm. and this happens? I mean, we have no idea. David Poyle could pull off another one of his monster trades and – you know, acquire a, a, another player, and it just changes the whole the whole game. But what we do know now is the most important contract in team history to this point will be announced in about 20 minutes. It's and, huge. And, and the no-move clause to me speaks volumes of them saying, you know what, he is the captain, as Paul McCann would say. And we are committed to him. He is committed to us. And we see no scenario where – we have to part ways during that eight years. Now, Roman Yossi, you know, you never know what's going to happen, but he has that control. Well, he had, uh, again, he had a lot of leverage in this negotiation. I, I was going to be shocked if he signed a negotiation that did not include some sort of trade protection. Right. And you asked me when I sat down before we, uh, we hit the air of how surprised were you that it was a full no movement clause. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. You know, I know that's what, Pecorine received as well. But when you think about it, Pecorine and Roman Yossi are basically co-faces of this franchise. Sure. Roman Yossi is an integral part of what they're trying to accomplish. He is the prototype puck-moving defenseman. He is elite at his job. It was a no-brainer. And whatever Roman Yossi wanted, I think David Poyle was going to give him most of it, if not all of it. Well... It, again, we're going to carry that press conference for you coming up at the bottom of the hour. David Poyle scheduled to join us at 12.15. Usually he would be coming up next at 11.15. Obviously had to move today because uh, he has some business to take care of. But we will have that for you. We're watching the NFL and the trade deadline coming up at 3 o'clock. Uh, there, again, Adam Schefter of ESPN reporting the Titans worked out free agent quarterbacks Josh, Josh Johnson and Taylor Heineke today. Don't really know what to read into that, what that means, but we will uh, keep you uh, keep you monitor or keep monitoring that and let you know what's going on as well. Darren McFarland and Willie Donick will rejoin the show here in just a little bit. Darren Donick and Chase rolls on on ESPN one or two five the game. Back here on Darren Donick and Chase, the gang has assembled here at Pete and Terry's Tavern. Predators and Blackhawks tonight at seven o'clock. Pre-game at six o'clock, and everything heard. Right here on ESPN 102.5, the game. Darren McFarland, Willie Donick, Chase McCabe on this Tuesday morning. Here in about 15 minutes, we will uh, head downstairs and play you the press conference that will uh, air live as Predators General Manager David Poyle will speak on the stuff that's been out there all morning long. It looks like uh, the captain, if you believe the reports, the captain, Roman Yossi, has himself a new deal in place i believe the reports 
I believe the reports, too. <laughs> we all believe the reports. <laughs> We've made that abundantly clear today. It was funny. They, uh, we believe them. They, they, they knew what was on everybody's mind when, uh, when Peter Laviolette went out for his normal media conference. And so they said, hey, uh, if you could keep the questions to the game tonight, we'll address what's on your mind at 1130. It's yeah. like saying without saying, hey, we know. We know what you want to ask, but save it for 1130. Yeah. You wanted to ask about Colin Blackwell being recalled. <laughs> well, nobody asked about that. I don't huh? know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, well. Trading deadline for the NFL is approaching this afternoon, and there's a lot of this stuff afternoon, out, there, huh? wow, out there swirling. It's coming, huh? By the way, are the Jets... Going to trade Le'Veon Bell? There's reports out know. there that wow. they're shopping him around. Why not? I mean, it's yeah, crazy. They're not going anywhere. They uh, dumped Leonard Williams to the Giants yesterday. Um, my guess is they're not done dumping. Uh, they don't look like a very good football team. So you do wonder, and, and as we talked about yesterday, it's been very, very active. You saw, and I know, Chase, I think you talked about it, that the Titans were working out some quarterbacks, yeah. which is – Interesting. Yeah, uh, Adam Schefter reported they have worked out quarterbacks Josh Johnson and Taylor Heineke today uh, per source. And, you know, I've seen people speculating, what does that mean? Are they going to trade Marcus Mariota? I still don't think that's that's the case. Is there an injury somewhere we don't know about? Are, are there any rumors out there? Yeah, there are a lot of rumors, like, like in general. But. W- but where's the rumor then where he would be traded? Right. I haven't seen that. That's oh, well, that's well, my whole point. Oh, you said there's a lot of rumors. Okay. I, I mean I NFL rumors. Oh. Well, let me give you one. If if that were to happen, I'm not saying it is. I, I have. I, I think that is strange that Adam Schefter is reporting that. Why would they be working out a quarterback today on the trading deadline? But there is one that – there's one definitely that makes sense to me because of the state that they're in right now. It's It's – it's it's state of panic in the Windy City. Yeah. Okay? The Bears are a mess. Oh. And Trubisky, I don't know if he watched his performance in the loss to the Chargers. I did not. He was awful. The numbers speak for themselves, though, and the results. Well, well look at some of the throws. Not, they, were, they were awful. I did notice that the week before in the game that just it really sent it moving in this direction. But think about this is the flip side of making a trade for a guy like Mac, right? They load it up to win in this window. And when it doesn't work, like it worked last year, and you're like, okay, had a chance, and then they they didn't get it done in the playoffs, and you're thinking, well, this year, Trubisky is older, he'll be better, still got Mac, we got got a good defense, and then it just shows you the the thin – it's hard to have such a rock-solid foundation in this league. It's, It's so hard to have everything go right. Which continues to make you marvel at what the Patriots do every year because it's just a, it's a banana peel. Well, because Trubisky is just it just doesn't look good. No, no, he, right? no, he looks well, no. That, that's going to horrible. That's going to turn out to be a huge miss. I mean, it's just there's no way to put it. And those ha- those happen, but when you when you do you know do what they did to get him, trade up for him, and and then take him and just. Uh, it's going to turn Look, out. Look, they're not going to be able to get out from underneath what they did. Remember, they moved up. Didn't they? They traded up, right? They yeah. traded with San Francisco to move up to two. Okay, 
and, and draft Trubisky and what they're not going to be able to get out from underneath is Patrick Mahomes going 10th and Deshaun Watson going 11th, or 12th. I mean, right. that they and that's a, a narrative's out there. So they're hearing all that, and then Trubisky's not performing, and it's like, you you know, and in Chicago they're screaming, you bozos, you could have had Deshaun Watson. You could have had Patrick Mahomes. Everything's great in hindsight, you know. No, I, I – I understand, but I'm just saying that that's out there. Of course, it is. It, it, it's going to be. It's a natural thing, but that's that's a little bit. In by, high by the well, way, what comes to by mind the way, you me. know who went eighth in that draft? I do not. Who the Titans play this week? Uh, that would be Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Wow. That's who went eighth. Is he any good? <laughs> He's all right. <sighs> so you've got. The Bears taking yeah. Trubisky at two. And I know, look, you can do this every year. but Every year. I'm sure they're sitting there going, you could have had Christian McCaffrey, Patrick Mahomes, or Deshaun Watson, and you took Trubisky. If you think it's easy, if you think you can play that game in the NFL where the guys are 21, 22 years old, think about what you do in the, in the hockey draft and the baseball draft. You could play that game every year all day long because it's so hard to track those guys when they're a few years younger. But what comes to mind for me, too, is it's looking smarter and smarter for John Robinson to have done the insurance policy for Ryan Tannehill, seizing the opportunity to spend a little extra money and also be creative in how they're doing it. So he actually got it for a lot less money than it could have been to get a guy like Tannehill. You think the Bears are sitting there going, boy, wouldn't it be nice to have an option like Tannehill to go to? In a situation like this. Right. And they don't, because the drop-off between Trubisky, that's the other part of the problem. It's not like they've got anybody else. I'm not sure. Like Matt Moore did admirably well. He did. For the Chiefs. He really did. He hung in there. He was he was making plays. I completely agree. Like, I figured, yeah. honestly, when I looked at that line and saw the Packers by four and a half, you're thinking, you know, at first glance, anybody would go, Green Bay favored by four and a half on Sunday Night Football at Arrowhead? Okay, now take Patrick Mahomes out of the mix. Yeah. Oh, okay. But you know what I felt? I felt all along. I was like, the Packers should win by like two touchdowns. Like you're going to see like a considerable drop off from Kansas City without Mahomes. You're going to see. We've seen this happen with the Packers, right? Rodgers out of the mix. Packers, they just collapse. And we've seen other examples of that. And I figured that's what Kansas City would look like. But you're right. They hung in there all the way to the end with Matt Moore of all people. Moore. Matt Moore is, if you take a look, has had a pretty good track record. Ironically, we mentioned Tannehill. Matt Moore came in for Tannehill the one year that the Dolphins yeah. actually had their act together and made the playoffs. But Tannehill got hurt, and Matt Moore came in there, at least got him to the playoffs. He's low-key been one of the best backups that. in the He's league. He's a good, solid backup. I mean, that's that's what you need. You it's don't a, you don't ask position. You don't ask the backup to play sixteen games, but you want them available for three or four if they need to. And he's been one of those. What's Chris? What's Chris Johnson uh, Johnston saying about from Sportsnet Roman uh, Yossi's deal? Roman Yossi's eight year extension carries a nine point zero five nine million uh, average and includes more than thirty million dollars in signing bonus payments during the first four seasons. So that's Chris Johnston of Sportsnet reporting that. So has nine point zero five nine five nine. Let's get the number in there. And uh, according to Pierre LeBron, full no movement clause yep. for the entire yeah. eight years, which is the key to getting him. I don't know how much. I'm sure you guys have discussed it a lot, but 
the key swing points here were, because the Pierre LeBron's article in The Athletic on Friday kind of laid out all the groundwork, the different perspectives. I think they were all around what the actual negotiation has been like. We're curious to hear what kind of details we get. Probably not as many. Apparently here. talks picked up in the last yeah. few days. Too. Well, it's interesting. I wonder if that article helped yeah. spring new discussion because you had outside perspectives kind of weighing in. I told I told Chase and Ryan this morning when we were talking about it that there's no, in my opinion, there's no doubt those articles well, sped up the process. I, 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 if, if nothing else, just to spark some discussion points. All right. Uh, we will step away. We will ask David Poyle yeah. all these questions and more at 1215. We've had to move him to 1215. But when we come back, you will hear from David Poyle and the live presser the Predators will be conducting in about five minutes or less. We'll do that on the other side. Darren Donick and Chase, ESPN 1025, the game. Back here on Darren Donick and Chase. Did you know an estimated 1.2 million people right here in the U.S. are living with or in remission from a blood cancer? Join us, ESPN The Game Nashville, for a light the night walk at Nissan Stadium. That'll be this Friday, which is November 1st. Yes, it's November on Friday. You can be the difference in saving a life or being a part of the 2019 Light the Night Walk for more details or to be a part of the event or just contribute. You can visit lightthenight.org slash events slash Nashville. Once again, that website, lightthenight.org slash events slash Nashville. I got a chance to talk to Colton Sissons this morning in lieu of the game tonight against the Blackhawks. And, Willie, we were uh, talking about uh, his Halloween costume because they had their big Halloween party, right? They have to work on Halloween. Right. And do you know who Colton went as? I do not. I have no idea. Well, we both saw his costume last night, the live version, the real version. Last night. Last night, both of us saw his costume, the real version. I don't, I don't know where you're we going. We were both here at Bridgestone Arena, Elton John, last night. Oh, he went, you he, and he. He went, well, okay. we didn't go together. I'm saying he was, Okay. so he went to the show. I thought you were saying me. No, I, I wasn't oh, here. Oh, 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 sorry. No, okay. Colton went to the show. I got you. I went to the show. So he went as Elton John. He that's went a great as Rocket, idea. He went as Rocket Man. Oh, that's awesome. That's a great idea. The white outfit. So he with had the, the 70s. The he had the white, the white outfit with the wings. That's the great. The whole thing, the glasses. That's awesome. <laughs> what a great idea. He said he pulled it off. He's uh, got a, he he could pull that off. Yeah. He said they even got on a piano. And I said, "Did you really did you sing?" He goes, "Well, we 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 were fake singing." <laughs> <laughs> Lip syncing or like trying to give it your all. I don't know. He said we were fake singing, fake singing, so I don't know what that means, but uh you you can hear that interview in pregame tonight in the six o'clock hour to be around six thirty, six thirty five, somewhere around there. But by the way, he is playing great. Colton Sissons and is playing outstanding. We talked about it. The the play he makes, uh, Ryan Ellis gets the, the fanfare for scoring the overtime goal, but Colton Sissons made the play. They got five seconds left in their power play. If it goes even strength, it's anybody it's back to three on three and they've given up their advantage. They lost the face off. But Sisson stole the puck back Yep. right as the guy was about to come out sure of the penalty did. box, and he starts it around to Yossi Tellis. That's, that's the key in that whole sequence. The, the plays that maybe you don't notice, they're not headline plays, but that's, that's Colton Sisson's. He makes a lot of plays that are not eye-popping, mm-hmm. but are plays that help you win. 
Yeah, they're they're pinned in their zone. As you said, they lose the faceoff. Tampa is ready to uh, burn off this penalty kill yeah, and, and head the other back. way. Oh, they're getting momentum. They're, they're the crowd, the crowd's right. going crazy. We just killed off the four-on-three. Here yep. we go. Yep, that's exactly right. So, um, yeah, good conversation with Colton Sissons uh, this morning. You can hear him pregame tonight. So in just a second, they should be getting things cranked up downstairs. There's a lot of reports that the Jets are indeed shopping Le'Veon Bell. The deadline is 3 o'clock our time. There's still a lot of people out there wondering, are the Titans in discussions? And you do wonder, are they in discussions? I'm sure they're in discussions. The question is, is there anything that's tempting to actually do? Because as we've learned over the years, the good GMs, they're going to explore all options. Oh, my goodness. Thanks to Kayla Anderson, okay, we've got some photographic evidence. From news, of the... too. Look at that. <laughs> That's she strong. She sent a picture of Ryan Johansson in the middle. And who is he? I was getting ready to say the same thing. I'm not sure who that is. I believe he was Post Malone, guys. Oh, Post Malone. okay. Okay. He needed to be tatted up a little bit more on yeah, the face and the neck. But he's he's got an effort. Okay, there. okay. And then... Dante Fabro is who? Do we know who? who <laughs> is that something out of Greece? What? What is that? Okay, my my guess is Eddie Munster. Oh, is that possible? Okay. I don't know, okay. but it could be Greece. It could be John Travolta. I'm looking uh, at maybe. the Chuck Taylors and yeah. stuff. I don't know the outfit. Could be Greece. But, you know the jacket. Okay, I don't know. And then Colton Sissons. Danny. Danny, uh, what's Danny's last name in Greece? All right. Let, Hold so, that thought. So we'll thank you, Kayla. Appreciate you thank sitting you, there. Kayla. Good job. Uh, we will head downstairs. Predators press conference underway. Coming uh, today, we're very, very excited to announce that our captain, Roman Yossi, has committed to the National Predators for the next eight seasons. Not only is Roman our, our leader as our team captain, but he is one of the best, most elite defensemen in the National Hockey League. Um, although he has yet to win a Norris Trophy, I'm predicting that it's going to happen as soon as this, this year. Roman has averaged more than uh, 50 points a season in his last five campaigns from 13-14. He ranks among the top defensemen year after year in not only points, but in time on ice. And under his leadership, the Predators have won two consecutive Central Division titles as well as the President's Trophy two years ago. And I am confident that Roman is the perfect captain to lead us to our ultimate goal, a Stanley Cup championships. Uh, I could go on and on about the accolades that Roman has already accomplished in his career, like All-Star appearances, World Cup of Hockey, World Championship medals, the Campbell Cup as the Western Conference champion, but I truly believe the best is yet to come. Uh, just like one of his heroes and another Swiss superstar athlete, Roger Federer, uh, we have no doubt that Roman will get better with age. Uh, Peter Lavalette, any comments on your captain? Yeah, just we're really excited. Um, Roman is such a big part of the team from the from the inside, from what we do on a daily basis. Um, he is uh, a leader every day in practice. Um, every game that he plays, he's 
um, one of our best players consistently, one of our best players, and rarely do we ever talk about his play. It's only The only time we ever talk about it is in a positive light, um, off the ice uh, to his teammates and to um, the leadership that he brings to our room is second to none. And I think, too, just as a person, we've got a terrific person um, in the game of life for the next eight years leading our organization. So it's a huge day. We're all really excited about it and happy for Roman that um, our organization um, is stronger not only today but for at least eight more years to come. Roman? Well, uh, thank you, David and Lavi. Um, obviously, this... Uh, this is a really special day for me, um, my wife, my family. Um, it's definitely definitely a dream come true. I mean, uh, uh, I've been with this organization for my for my whole career. Uh, Nashville has become uh, has become a home for me. Um, I met my wife here. I got married here. Uh, my family loves it here. Um, I, I met so many new people in Nashville. Um, yeah, I love I love everything everything about this city. I mean, we have the we have the best fans best fans in the league um like i said this this city is home for me and uh, i love everything about it and uh, i think most most importantly um every year um this organization david and the, the whole staff they put together a team that that has a chance to to win the stanley cup and um yeah i couldn't be more thankful for my for my teammates um we have uh, again this year we have such a such a great team and um it's been so much fun so far and um yeah we'll we'll do everything in our power to to uh get us then a cup to nashville to like i said to this great organization um i mean for everybody in this organization is is first class and um yeah it's just it's a really special day for me and i'm i'm really happy I'm very relieved. Um, I think uh, we're we're in the midst midst of the season. Uh, we got a game tonight, so um, I think as a player, all you want to focus on is is playing hockey and uh, win hockey games. So um, I'm definitely very relieved. David, considering the the importance of this contract, the length, the amount of money committed, how would you describe your approach to these negotiations, maybe compared to others? Well, it's. Uh Probably the most important negotiation we've ever had. I mean, you're you're uh, you're signing up uh, Roman Yossi, our, our best player, and you he's our as our leader. So there were so many things in the negotiation outside of the the obvious meaning the the money is just uh, just a little bit more on relationship part and things that uh, I would want to uh, would want to talk to Roman about that not necessarily I'd talk to other other players about some of the more future future thinking and. Uh, again, we were all around it for for a long time, and, and could have, should have, maybe been done at a earlier time. But I think this, the, the, all that really matters is today is that we we got it done. Uh, Brian and I actually met with Roman out in Arizona on the road trip, and we had a I think we had a good conversation, just you know talking about um, a little bit about the the contract, but more about our team and our philosophy. And I, I, I felt after uh, Roman heard us out and. And he made a few comments that I felt that we're heading in the right direction, and and then we we got the deal done yesterday afternoon. Charlie, what were what were your questions, or what, what did you want to know about the? Um, I think it's more um, uh, David and Brian explained to me what what their plan is, and um, I mean, like I said before, this um, 
David and Brian and everybody else has done an awesome job every year of putting together a team that that competes for Stanley Cup. And I think as a player, that's that's obviously the ultimate goal. And um, yeah, there's I mean, there's really never any doubt in my mind that that they're going to do that for the, for the next couple of years. Um, well, I think it's just it's just good to sit together and, and talk about it because normally during negotiation it's mostly your agent talking to David or Brian and um, you're not really involved. So I think it was it was good for both sides just to see see both sides and uh, we had a really good chat. Um, um, we talked for a long time, so I think it just gave both sides a little bit more more clarity. Um, yeah, uh, I think we, I mean, both sides never made it a secret. I always told everyone that I wanted to stay here. And um, like I said, I love this place. And um, David didn't make it a secret that they would like to sign me. So, um, yeah, for me, it was obviously you want to get it done as soon as possible. But um, I th- I was pretty confident the whole way that it's, it's going to get done eventually. Worrying maybe necessarily that he would leave, but you start does it start trickling into your mind that it could be a possibility as these things kind of drag on? Well, I think that <clears throat> it's already been said the earlier that we get it done, the better it is. I, like I told Roman this morning when we met the, that just having him sign just, uh, as he say, clarifies a lot of things and allows us to, to move on with any other opportunities we might have. Uh, it certainly knows how, how much money we have going forward and all of those types of situations. Um, now the negotiation was always uh, was always very very good. I'd say very professional, if 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 you will. And um, I can just tell you, we were around it for for a long long time, and maybe could have should have done it a little bit earlier. But there's there's reasons why it, it didn't happen. And you know, again, there's some some other things that go into a negotiation that aren't just in the in the contract. So uh, I think at the end of the day, I think we both feel. Feel real good about that it's done. I, I don't know. Relief is the the word. I'm just happy. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm glad it's. I'm looking forward to the next eight years. I mean, Roman is a fantastic player. And um, when I called the agent uh, yesterday, I, I basically said I'm calling to make make a deal. And uh, I said I just want you to know I'm not picking my spots because uh, your man here was the star of the game in Tampa Bay with a goal and two assists. Your man is going to be named uh, second star of the NHL in about an hour here. So I'm I'm calling when basically you have all the, all the cards, so to speak. And uh, I think there was a little bit of a laugh at at that point. And we just talked about a few things, and I think uh, we got it done right away after that. This was your number one priority. Now that it's done, how does this affect your long-term planning? Well, it, it clarifies where, where we are. I mean, again, knowing right now with a, as a team that's right near the cap and, a, um, and now a contract done with for Roman, we know what dollars we have and what we can do. And, um, you know, it will, it'll, it'll, create, it'll create some decisions uh, for us in, in terms of, of where we want to go, what we want to do. I mean, I... I can't. I don't want to be specific right now, but uh, my best word for you is just gives me clarity that uh, that was the most important signing that we had to make, and uh, now everything else uh, should fall in place. Roman, a lot of the other core pieces of this team are, are locked up for a considerable period of 
piece of time. As you said, you've been a contender before. How confident are you that this group can break through at some point? Uh, very confident. Um, yeah, like you said, I think we have a we have a great core, and there's uh, so many guys that been playing together for such a long time now. And um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really confident. I mean, I I love our team this year. I think uh, the first couple games have have been a lot of fun for us. I think we've been playing some really good hockey. Obviously, some things we can work on, but um, yeah, like I said, I'm I'm really confident that uh, we can p- compete for Stanley Cup. That's really important. Um, you know, where there's there's been a lot of these guys that have come up together and developed together, and you know we put together a, a leadership group, and Roman was the uh, the captain of that team. So today's an important day because, uh, like I mentioned before, he brings so much. It's not just what we see on the ice on a nightly basis. It's what he brings to the room. Um, I count on his leadership all the time, um, and he and he knows that too. Um, he's got a very powerful, strong voice inside the room. Um, and we signed a terrific person and a terrific human being. So when you're looking to make a commitment to somebody for eight years, you want to check all, a lot of boxes, and we feel like we checked all of the boxes. Roman, just in terms of the hockey aspect with yeah. Roman, what, what is undervalued or sometimes overlooked from a league-wide perspective that you get to see every day? Yeah, I think... You know, I think what always stands out on players, um, elite offensive players, is the actual offensive skill. And I think David mentioned the 50-plus point point plateau that he's cracked and, um, you know, his ability to push pace and drive offense. Everybody gets to see that. And what you really get to appreciate um, is when you see a player that can push offense like that and you watch the defensive detail in his game and the ability to play against the other leagues, the other teams, um, their best players in the league on a nightly basis, and you see what he's able to contribute defensively and be a plus player and somebody that you know you can count on from a defensive standpoint, that probably gets talked about a little bit less. It's not, it's not undervalued by the coaches or by his teammates, but... You know, when you talk about Roman, you probably talk first about the offense that he brings, but I think he's a terrific defensive player as well. David, does it make it easier when you have so many core pieces locked up long term? Or does it, it, just overall, or does it make it a little bit more difficult maybe when you want to make an addition or make a subtraction like you did this summer? <clears throat> well, honestly, I don't think we have to make too many additions or subtractions. I think we, as you just said, the core of the team is. <clears throat> is here, they're at the right age, they're all all top players. Uh, I'm hoping what I'm saying is correct, that if we need to do anything, it's it's just to you know tweak the team here and here and there. I think, uh, you know, the, what we did it last uh, in the off season with uh, signing Duchesne was a, a huge signing for us. It was an area that uh, we were, was a little bit problematic for us, so we just didn't have that elite defense, excuse me, offense. That was a Freudian thing because now we got to work on the defense, right? <laughs> so we've been scoring goals like uh, you know, like crazy this year, and it's been it's been fun. And I think our, our players really have that that confidence, and we know from our goaltending out and our defense that we can play good good defense. So I I think we're really close. Uh, I really like our team. I'm I'm not sitting here signing Roman thinking I want to do this, I want to do that. I just I'm really happy that we have clarity. Uh, having Roman signed that knowing exactly what we can do or what we, we can't do. I'm, I'm very confident with our team right now. Roman, that voice Peter mentioned, your leadership in the room, 
has that changed over time since being named captain to now? I think so. I think I learned a lot of things. Um, um, obviously, I had some great role models before I came became captain, but um, I think even just being the captain, I think you learn a lot of different things. Uh, we had two different seasons. Kind of the first season was a, obviously the regular season was great, and last season was a little different. It was a little up and down. So I think um, just every year, it's it's a uh, there's different scenarios, and I think uh, I personally grew a lot as a as a captain, just learning how to deal with certain situations, learning how to deal with yeah losses, learning how to deal with wins, and um, yeah, like Lavi said, we had a, we have a such a strong leadership group, um, um, like Ellie, Eki, Phil, all those guys. I mean, I've known those guys for such a long time, so we're we're a really tight group, and um, yeah, there's a lot of help for me too. Dave, just to clarify, is this a full no movement clause in this contract? <clears throat> yes. Something that you obviously don't give out easily. No, no, it was a. Uh, one of those things that go to basically go into ownership uh, at that, that level. It's uh, something that uh, obviously Roman wanted very badly and uh, something that we covet very much. But for Roman, I think this is a unique and a special situation for someone that's our captain and someone that's going to be here for, I think, the rest of their, their career. David, you, Matt Duchesne also had a partial trade protection in his contract. Is your stance loosening on your feelings about trade protection? No. No, this is a unique situation, much deserved, but no. Roman, why, why is such a clause important to, to, to you? Well, because I, I, you want to stay here, obviously. I mean, uh, I always wanted to stay in Nashville. I wanted to be here for, for the next eight years, and I want to I wanna play only for Nashville for the rest of my career. So um, uh, I think it was, it was really important for me. It was really important for my family, for my wife, and... Um, yeah, it was it was definitely something we put a put a lot of weight on. Why is that, Roman? What, what's so special about this place and this organization that makes you want to be here for the long haul the entire team? Um, well, I think I mean the organization is is first class. I think everybody. Um, it's not just uh, the players, the coaches, GMs. It's everybody in the front office. I mean, they just had everybody clap for me out there. That was that was pretty special. <laughs> I didn't expect that. So um, everything that's done in the organization is is first class and. Um, yeah, I mean they they have put a lot of trust in me in the past couple of years and in the coming years and um uh yeah, just about the city. I mean, I I came here um when I was 20 years old from Switzerland. Obviously didn't know much about about Nashville and um yeah, I was just um it was mind-blowing how nice people are in Nashville. I mean, everybody is friendly, everybody's so welcoming and uh this place has felt like home for me and um yeah, like I said, I met my wife here. I got married here. Um, yeah, it's it's an awesome place. It's an awesome city with uh, awesome people, and uh, yeah, get to play in the best organization in the in the league. Peter, you've seen the core of the team get locked up over the last five plus years since you've been here. What has kind of changed about those guys from then when you first took over to now, where they're all older, they're all etc. Yeah, I think we have more um, we have more miles on us, all, all, all of us. You know the. You talk about the core players that have been here for a while. Um, we've experienced some successes, and we've got some scars on us. And um, I think all of that helps to build our team. Um, we've worked really hard at establishing a culture inside of our room, um, led by Roman and and the group that you're talking about, and other players as well that maybe don't have a letter on their on their jersey. And for me, our room is in a, a really good spot. It's led in the right direction on a daily basis with 
people that work hard every day in practice and uh, people that play the game the right way, and that's why we've been successful. So, um, you know, for me, it's uh, it's it's led by Roman, uh, but the you know the core that's been together for me is a big part of it. They've everybody everybody does their part inside the room. Roman, I, I noticed the, the cap hit of your contract is nine point zero five nine. Those two numbers, ninety and fifty nine, are important to you. I mean, was that something that you wanted to get in there just for? Uh, <laughs> uh, it wasn't the most important thing, but I think it's just a, it's just a, it's just pretty funny. I mean, it's my number, and obviously a ninety is my third year, so um, wasn't wasn't first on the list. But anything else? Thanks everybody for coming on such short notice. Appreciate it, and hope to see you at the game tonight. Okay, thanks. Sir. There you go. Downstairs, David Poyle, Peter Laviolette. And the captain, Roman Yossi. And I actually uh, connected those dots. Did you? Yes, I did. Good call. I was saving it for, for David Poyle when he joins us in about 20 minutes. But when you see the terms, you know, eight years, and then you see the amount, 9.059. Yeah, I was like, uh-huh. That was not a coincidence. I don't know why I didn't think about that right away. Why didn't I do that? I guess I wasn't like, I didn't look at it with my eyes. But what dawned on me, too, is it's just a tick above the $9 million that P.K. Subban was making, or is making still, now yeah. with New Jersey. Because it just, you know, I we said all summer he should be Nashville's highest paid player. I said 9.25 was my number. Did you say 9? I, th- I felt like you said nine. He said nine two five. I I said nine five. So I knew we'd be you right. You said nine five. He yeah. said yeah. nine five. I said nine point two five. We're trying to figure out what your. We can't remember. We couldn't remember your number, if it was nine or where you were. Yeah. All all along, I thought nine was right about where it was going to be. Um, I'm I'm just glad it got done. And after yeah. after reading that Pierre LeBron article. I was even more reaffirmed in in where I thought it would end up just because the desire on both sides was to get it done. Uh, This will be interesting. Now, the other part of that article is about Alex Petrangelo, the captain of the Blues, who just now got the news that Vladimir Tarasenko was out for five months. Yeah. Uh, That will be an interesting thing. You know, what what do they do with him? But now that this is done, is that going to – spur on some conversations over in St. Louis about that. But that's neither here nor there for, for Predator fans. But I thought there was some great nuggets in that uh, in that thing. David Poyle saying that he basically called yesterday to get the deal done. I mean, that's, yep. that was pretty interesting. And the, the conversation in Arizona, I thought right. that was interesting. And unfortunately, I was not invited to that conversation. You were not? Yeah. So it was just Brian, David, and Roman? Yeah. And his you got to be more aggressive. Where Invite yourself. Just be like, hey, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit in on this. Is that cool? <laughs> I'll just be back here. I'm gonna yeah, be checking. Don't my mind phone. me. It is funny. Like I'm I, sending some emails. I saw both of them out there at different times, Brian and David Poyle, and said hello. You know, and I saw them on their phone at times, and I was thinking, who are they talking to? Well, what are, you always yeah, when, sure. when the GM is on the phone, you always wonder, well, what are he's talking to? He could yeah. be talking to his grandson. I don't know, but the, but I, apparently the wheels were turning out there. <laughs> Roman walked by <laughs> me this morning. I said, "It's good to be you, man." <laughs> <laughs> he just laughed. He didn't know what I did to say. And, by the way, that yeah. was cool. They had everybody lined up on both that sides cool. of the wall, basically the walk to the room for the press conference. 
And guess who popped out right before he gets to the door to enter the the press conference room? Of it would it, when I tell you, we're like, of course he did. It's so him. Ryan Johansson, like Ryan five, did. like hey. okay, okay, like he just acted like he was part of. He was just <laughs> yeah. standing in line with everybody, you know. <laughs> and then Roman's giving everybody, you know, just going down the line, giving everybody high fives, and Johansson pops out right before the door, which is oh, that's you know, typical yeah, Johansson. Yeah, that's you just have to laugh, and yeah, it's just that's his personality, man. He's 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 a funny guy. All right, we will uh, come back. We'll talk about this a little bit more. Remember, David Poyle will sit down with us and join us. At 12.15. You're listening to Darren Donick and Chase on ESPN 1025 The Game.